Do your people really know how you feel about them? Like, do they know how much you love them and why you love them, all of it? One of the biggest lessons I've learned in the last month is how important it is to love your people hard. It's just so easy to get caught up in the routine and the daily to-dos, and before you know it, the day is done and it's time to go to sleep and then do it all over again. Now that we are about a month since the big life shakeup over here, the biggest change I've made personally is adding little ways on the daily to love my people hard. Setting it up like routines and rituals, similar to how I've done things in business actually, so it happens and I don't go back to old comfortable ways. Sometimes that means slowing down and other times it means setting rules for myself so I don't miss the good stuff. Lots and lots of ideas of how you can show your people love on the daily. Let's go. You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to be recording again. The last month, as you can imagine, has been pretty crazy over here. Thank you so much for all the love on my last podcast about Craig's health. Um, It was definitely the most personal podcast I've ever done and the most emotional And I just can't believe how much better it made me feel kind of in this journey, kind of dealing with the trauma and the next steps and the health hurdles that we have before us. Um, The conversations that I had because of the podcast were like incredible. And the different people that I've talked to who have been in similar situations and the tips and all the things I've learned and just the support and love. um, I'm just so grateful. So thank you for everyone who listened to that podcast and, and, um, you know, sent us your well wishes. It just means so much. And it's crazy because this podcast was difficult for me. And normally I just, I know what the next podcast is. Like I'm researching something and I'm being crazy about learning something and I'm doing deep dives. But this one was really crazy because it was kind of like so much has changed in a way. Everything feels different, but also sort of the same. Um, But I wanted to do a podcast about something that I'm doing differently after having such a scare in life. And just to catch you up, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, my husband, Craig, um, at, uh, I guess it's been about a month now, um, but maybe just two weeks since I did the last podcast, he was in the ICU with heart issues and he went into cardiac arrest and uh, had no pulse for a couple minutes and they brought him back and then went into surgery and then another surgery a couple days later. So it was definitely, and I watched the whole thing, so it was definitely a traumatic and emotional experience. And now being on the other side of it, having him home and um, we're not so much on emergency mode, it's kind of like, it's it's crazy dealing with all the things. But I always try to focus on the lesson learned and the positive and what's the takeaway and how are we making life better and how are we stronger individually and as a team and as a family and as a community with our friends and all of it. And for me, one of the absolute biggest lessons learned is love your people hard. This is one of the biggest changes that I've made in my life. And it's interesting because after reading a whole bunch of books about habits and routines, and I've done quite a few podcasts on them, 
I've figured out two strategies for actually like inserting something new into your life. Because I think so often, especially, you know, the longer you've done something, it just becomes how you do it. And it's hard to change. And it's hard. Maybe you'll change for a couple days or for a week, but it's hard to make lasting change. So in this episode, I'm going to share the like practical, tactical steps that I take to actually kind of implement these things. So you don't just hear like, oh, that's a great idea. And you do it tomorrow and the next day. And then you kind of go back to your old routine because there's nothing that's changed to make it permanent. So that's what I think is kind of like the best part of this is like we all we all know like slow down, be present, you know, put your phone down, listen, hug more, engage. We know all that. But it's like how do you actually implement it into your life on the daily, on the regular, in those little moments? So that's what we're getting into today. I also asked on social media, how do you love your people hard? And I got so many great ideas. So at the end of this podcast, I'm going to go through all the different ideas because I love hearing what other people do. You know, it's kind of like why reality TV that can be interesting to kind of get a peek in people's worlds and see how their home operates and, um, you know, take kind of the best little tidbits that you can to bring into your own world. So we'll do that too. So thank you again for all the love and support. And my plan is to share Um, I was surprised at how many people wanted to know more about that. And I'm surprised always at personal story podcasts like this podcast and the story of how I sold my business always um, get tons of a lot more listens than certain other episodes because it's, you know, a personal story, um, which I appreciate. That's so that's so kind and so loving. And I kind of use those numbers and, you know, kind of figure out what people want to hear the most of. Um, As for today's podcast, one really big part of this whole thing is We only have so much energy in a day. And since we know where attention goes, energy flows, we have to be super careful about what we spend our physical and mental energy on because time spent worrying about things that really don't matter take away from time spent on the important stuff. And I'm sure if you've ever had something very scary happen or you've worried about someone and you've come out on the other side of it, it's crazy how I really didn't sweat little stuff before. That's just one thing I've worked on a lot and you hear me talk about a lot. Um, But now, oh, like, listen, nothing can bother me. Today I was at the doctor's and I had to have um, blood drawn. And for some reason, the way it went in, it literally exploded everywhere. I was wearing a brand new dress, like an ombre pretty dress. It exploded everywhere. (laughs) It was all over the place. And um, the girls were like, oh my God, your dress, we just told you it was pretty. And now it's like ruined as blood over it. And I was like, "Ah, it's fine. Like, let's get some club soda. Let's try to like wipe it out. But if not, like it's fine. And it's so crazy because like, like, how is that? That is no way is blood on my new dress ever going to really like get me stressed out because I know we only have so much energy in a day. And if it's not something, you know, if it's like, it's just not worth getting upset. There was nothing I could do. It already exploded all over me. Um, So not to say that I didn't care about the dress or, you know, I don't like, of course I still care about things, but if something has already happened that I can't reverse time and change it, I'm just not going to let it I'm not going to let it get me, you know, all all upset. So that's the biggest thing is we only have so much energy in a day. And, you know, if you're giving energy to one thing, then it's actually capacity that you don't have to give to something else. So that's one of the biggest things coming out of this big life experience with Craig is I just thought, okay, like I, when I saw him 
in so in so in such bad situation I would have done I I just kept thinking I just want to like be I just want to kiss him I just want to lay on top of him I just want to like I just want him to know how much I love him like it was like this burning thing and even though this was only like six minutes that I watched you know this terrible thing happen in my mind I just kept thinking like God I just want to love him so hard right now I just want him to know and thankfully they were able to do CPR and he came back and that's the first thing I'm telling you I ran over I grabbed his whole head I kissed him so hard and like I just I needed to make sure like he knew he felt it because at that point like he was okay for the second but he was still super unstable what's going to happen the next minute like who knows um so it was just like I need him to know and then going home that night at you know at 2 a.m sleeping for a couple hours and going back to the hospital I just kept thinking this I, I mean thinking about a lot of different things but definitely this is the change I'm gonna make I'm very I like to accomplish a lot. I'm goal-oriented, but sometimes it makes me move too fast and have so many things I want to do that I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And I think that what gets lost in that sometimes is that love, you know, that like that love your people hard. So what I've done now is in those moments, even if I have momentum going on something, if someone needs me, you know, if one of the kids is like, hey, can we talk? I, I don't say, let me finish making dinner. I'm like, cool, everything's going on low. Might not be as delicious, but I'm gonna go sit in your room right now and look at you. My phone's not even in the room, not on the bed, but turned over. It's not even there. And I'm looking in your eyes without distractions and I'm hearing what you have to say. Because I think that in our busy lives, it's very easy to be like, one second, like I can't this second, but I, and for me, like being so scared about my whole family, my whole life changing, I just thought, man, if we can get through this, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna love my people hard when they need it in the ways that they need it. And I'm gonna make sure they know every single day how much I love them and why I love them and all the ways, like make it fun and make it complicated, but also like simple and easy and those little things. It doesn't have to be grand gestures. I'm not talking about a balloon arch. I'm just talking about, you know, that real deep connection, that feeling of love. Um, and I think sometimes I know my fault is that I'll get so much on execution mode and wanting the house to be really nice and organized and um, wanting to do all the things. And with that, another thing that I'll say is I think that sometimes we have to either say no to things or we have to cancel on things. Now, I say that with caution because I think it's very difficult to, you know, bail out on people or cancel at the last second. Or I'm, And I'm not talking about, you know, inconsiderate canceling. I'm just saying sometimes if you know your family needs something, it's okay to decline uh, an invitation to something. You know, I've really learned like a lot of times, I, oh, it's our, you know, it's this, this and this, or, you know, this kid has a birthday party. And even though um, they'll miss out on this family thing, I'm going to have them go because we have to go. I want to make sure they know that we care about them. It's difficult. But I think that what I've learned is sometimes you just can't do all the things and people understand. So I try to give people notice if something's not going to work out. And, and a lot of times I'll just be honest, like, hey, our family is going through this and, you know, we need to do this kind of thing. But I think that's one thing is 
being willing to say no or cancel plans when you need it, like when your family needs it, or maybe someone's feeling under the weather or if someone's feeling upset. And rather than just making them power through, maybe you need downtime or together time. And maybe it's not just talking about it, but it's just like laying and watching a movie. So it's like, I, I feel you. I understand what you need right now. And you, your needs are more important than, you know, a friend of a friend's party, even though I've already said I'll go. I think a lot of times um, just knowing the priorities there and being honest with people. And I think people understand. Um, so here are, okay, first, the two things that I think, before I get into all the ways that I've been doing it lately that I think are really cool, um, I think it's very easy to be frustrated with the people in your life or distracted. And I think both of those things take us further from our goal of loving our people hard. So with maybe your partner, your spouse, your kids, it's so easy to get frustrated, right? Maybe you've asked your kids to do something several times or your, or your husband to do something several times. I find that in the daily, you know, living with people, it's very easy to get frustrated. And when you're frustrated, it's difficult to, to flip and be in that mindset to where you're giving those extra little hugs and kisses and, hey, check-ins and how are you because you're living in this frustration. So I tried to figure out how to not be frustrated. So instead of yelling, come down for dinner, come down for dinner, I'll go up once and like get them down for dinner so that I'm not frustrated that I've called them seven times and no one's listening. I just figure out a better way to get them down for dinner. Same thing with being distracted. I think that it's so easy to be distracted by our phones or even by TV or, or by anything that it's difficult to really have people feel your love if they see that they're getting half your attention, you know? So if I'm reading to my kids or if I'm doing something like that, I just make sure now that my phone's not even in the room just because it's so easy to get distracted. And, you know, my friend texts, I see it. Oh, I want to respond. That's exciting. Let's talk about our plans. But I think it just takes us further from our goal. Um, so just so th those are the two things that I always have a heads up on for myself. Like, am I frustrated and is that preventing me from really showing my love in little ways? And am I distracted? Those are the two two kind of heads up that I think are the biggest for me and I think um, the same for a lot of people. Okay, so here are the ways that after this big life change, I am like, I'm doing this. Well, you know what? First, let me tell you how I add these habits into my life. Then I'm going to tell you the habits. So I've done podcasts on habits in general. And these are two, the two best tips ever of all time. I know there are lots of books on habits. I swear I have read all of them or done audiobooks on every one of them because I love the concept of effective habits and routines. Here are the two tips. Put things out, like put things out where you will see them as an, a physical reminder or stack them. Stack them meaning do it right after something else. Okay, let's get into it. So put things out. So I have a tray in the kitchen and I have a tray in the bedroom and it's kind of like my remember trays. So you remember to do it. So for a while there, I had got off the routine of reading a book to Parker every night. So I put, a, I put whatever the book is or I put a little stack of books in my bedroom tray and there's nothing else on it. So it's like my reminder tray. Or sometimes if he's asking me like, hey, can we throw the baseball? Or he'll ask me, you know, in the car, can we throw a baseball? I'll set like an alert on my phone. Hey, when we get home, put a baseball in the remember tray and I'll put it in the kitchen. So that way when I'm cleaning up, I see it. It's just like a physical reminder. 
For me, that's such a good way because life gets busy. But here's the thing. A lot of these little things are five-minute things. It's not like an hour-long thing. So I'll put the baseball in the tray or I'll put the book in the tray. Or if one of my daughters um, is like, oh, I want to teach you, gosh, I want to teach you how I make slime. I'll put a little, I'll put one of the, like the little empty slime containers in there. Like when they say it, when you think of it, just put something in your remember tray. And then that way, you know how sometimes in the day, maybe before dinner, after dinner, before bed, whatever it is, you'll have a little block of time and you don't really know what to do. And oftentimes I think we all just like numb out on TV or social media, which if that's the way you relax, totally like no judgment, that's great. But if you're kind of just filling time to fill time and you'd rather be connecting and loving your people, I love the remember trays because it just makes it easy. So I'm, you know, I'm kind of like, okay, winding down. I'm getting tired for the day. My brain is not as creative, but then I have these little triggers like, oh, Presley, come on, let's go to the garage. 10 minutes, you show me how to make the perfect slime or I'll go outside and throw the ball with Parker. So I love the physical trays where you put a little thing in there. And then that way, whenever you have downtime, rather than filling it with something mindless, you fill it with something that shows your love. And one of the best ways to show anybody in your life that you love them is to do things with them that they like, like watch their shows, play their games, you know, read their books, whatever that is. So that's the first one. Second, the second best habit ritual trick I think is stack things. So do it right after something else so that it happens. It's just, I'm telling you, it's the best way to actually change and not just stay the same because you're actually changing it up. So for this one, do it right after something else. So maybe you do it like right after I shower, then I'm going to do whatever else it is. So maybe you lay out your husband's supplements for the next day, like just to just to be helpful. Like that's a great way to show love. Uh, You might want to do them all for the week on Sunday or whatever it is, just by example. So maybe after every night after I shower, I'm going to pull my husband's supplements and lay them out with a glass of water so he has them in the morning. You know, something thoughtful like that, but so it happens. Because I'm telling you, I've thought of so many great ideas and I do it for two days and then I just forget. So this way, if you stack it, put it before something or after something, it just becomes part of something that you do. So I'll put it before or after something that I do every day. So brushing your teeth or showering or whatever is in your routine. Maybe it's in the morning, like right after you make your cup of coffee, you do something. And I think that those are some really good ways to actually have a change. Because when I left that hospital, I'm like, man, I am so grateful my family is intact. I just want my people to know that I love them and and why I love them and not just know I love them, but like really feel it on the daily with all the little things. And I'm, t- I'm telling you, I was just like, I'm not going to, not like I was bad at it before, but like this was such a great awakening. I'm not going to go back the other way. So I want it to be practical. So those are the two ways I do it. I put things out or I stack them in my day. And I'm telling you, that's Those two tips are the best way to make it stick and actually make a change. Okay, these are the ways that I am kind of changing things up and showing love on the daily to my people so that they like love hard, go big, love hard. Before bed, each night I spend 10 minutes with each kid. Like I don't set a timer, but just like generally each kid with whatever it is that is best for them at that time. So it could be playing a game. Usually that's more like, you know, when they're littler since it's kind of winding down before bed. 
reading a book with Parker. Sometimes I'll just scratch his back and tell him a story that I'll just, you know, make up a story. Um, with the girls, sometimes if they're laying in bed, I love just laying with them and not even starting with questions, just kind of laying with them and see where the conversation goes, kind of let them direct it just to kind of connect with them. Or sometimes during the school year, it's helping them with homework. I try to make it more like loving bonding, but still that's love because it's something they need. Um, maybe we'll go online and order a birthday gift for a friend whose party's coming up or um, order a costume for a special day at school, you know, just anything like that. Anything that I can, my goal for those 10 minutes, each kid is it's one-on-one, nobody else. It's like cozy, comfortable. So this is not like throwing, you know, kicking a soccer ball outside. This is like something like in their room, quiet time, something that, you know, makes them feel loved. And I try to make it physical. And that's really my next one is like more hugs, more more hugs, more more like head rubs, more back rubs. Like there's just so much about the power of the human touch. And that was one of those things that I realized after this whole experience. I was like, man, I mean, I hug them, but I hug them when they're leaving or when they come. But like, I don't know, not just not enough randomly or laying with each other on the couch. I just think there's so much power in physical for romantic relationships and everybody, every relationship you have in your family. Another thing, I've always done thoughtful gifts. Um, That's just one of the things that I've always like keep a running little notes in my phone if someone mentions something. Um, But that's always, I think, one of the best ways to really show your love. And next, eye contact, being present, making sure they know they're important. Even if what they're telling me is a story I'm not even really interested in, they have my full attention. Eye contact, nothing else matters in this moment but the story you're telling me. Um, also showing appreciation in all ways, in all, in all ages. I think that we think of showing appreciation in our romantic relationships, but I've also really started doing this with the kids too, is, um, just showing my appreciation, even when they just do little things that they're supposed to do anyways, but they do it maybe without asking or if they're helpful, even in the smallest ways, I just try to really overly show appreciation so it makes them feel encouraged and loved. I'm also trying to slow down a little bit, not always be tasking, and be more spontaneous because I think that so much fun comes from being spontaneous and so many kind of loving, cool moments. You probably know one of my favorite ways is celebrating. I think that celebrating, celebrating like little wins or successes, of course, celebrating birthdays and anniversaries are my favorite, but also celebrating like what makes them unique. I mean, little things, not, it doesn't always mean like a cake, but just thinking about life as a celebration. My love language is definitely through parties, especially kid parties, but also just like little celebrations, little like spontaneous um, non-fancy, non-Pinterest worthy, but just like little celebrations. And I think sometimes we get so busy in our daily lives, of course, that we forget that maybe it was a really big deal that your kid got their very first A on a math test ever, you know? So maybe you, I mean, just off the top of my head, maybe you get a $5 roll of cookie 
of um, cookie dough from the grocery store and you make and you bake it in the form of a huge A. And then maybe you all decorate it together or you I don't know. There's a hundred different things you could do. But you know what I mean? Just like celebrate the little wins and celebrate ways that make them unique. So if you any time during the day you think, gosh, that really makes me proud of anyone in your family, aunts, even your parents, I think think outside the box of different ways that are memorable. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. It doesn't have to be a lot of planning or effort. We are all busy. But I just think sometimes it's those thoughtful things that are like, you know, it just makes you feel so good. It makes you feel so loved. Um, and appreciated and celebrated. So I think anytime you have a moment like that, you got to celebrate it. You know, that's why I love kids' birthday parties so much because I just think it's a moment in time. It's a special moment in time with the birthday boy or girl and, you know, family and friends and their friends. And we're all together for these couple hours celebrating this age. And for me, it like slows down time. It's like this capture of what they're like at that age, at that time, what they like that, you know, translates through the party, the theme that you choose and the look of it and what they wear and how they act. It's like it almost timestamps that age. Like I can remember what my girls were like at age five and six because I can almost picture them at the party. And of course, photos and videos help. Uh, But we all know kids grow up so fast. So I love celebrating their birthdays because I think that um, I think that it really helps me remember what they were like at each age. And I think that it makes them feel so loved, not just on that day, but the whole year leading up to it, thinking back on it. I always make little photo books and I put, um, I do a big one and put it in the living room of their birthday party. And then I do a smaller version. So I just do like a duplicate, but a smaller little square one and put it in their room so they can look back at it. So it just makes it more memorable. And they see the pictures of everyone there for them and them blowing out the candles and all the pictures. It just increases the feeling of love. I think that we've all been beat up over the last couple years and uh, higher stress and anxiety and worry. And, you know, our job is to love our people hard and show them how loved they are, you know? And I think that um, the different creative ways, like I was saying, like getting your first A or um, I think that there's a lot of different ways. And sometimes if I don't know, how I want to celebrate or like if there's a little win, I'll just go on Amazon or on Nordstrom or something and I'll just type in soccer and see what pops up, you know, or you could even do the same thing on um, Google or Pinterest. Maybe you could do soccer surprise or soccer gift or I don't know. But like a lot of times I just try to think of something simple and easy, but special and unexpected, a way to show like way to go or I appreciate you or I'm proud of you just to celebrate them. Another thing I've been doing more is doing activities my people like. Like Presley will play tetherball outside with you for four hours if if you would agree. And so I'll go, I'll like if I ask her right now, if I walked out and I said, hey, Press, you want to play tetherball? Her eyes would light up like, yes. So that's what I'll do. When in reality, that's not what I feel like doing at, at the end of a night. Um, like sometimes we have mosquitoes in our area. <laughs> I like, don't like being outside. I'm afraid of being attacked by mosquitoes. So there's that. And I kind of want to like relax with Craig, like kind of in that hour, the, like the evening time that she would want to do it. But listen, it, it'll be our 10 minutes together, even though I like our 10 minutes to be more chill, but it'll be like special time together. And I know it makes her feel so happy and so loved. So do the activities your people like. 
Maybe your partner or spouse likes to do indoor rock climbing, but that doesn't really sound great to you. But like how cool to be like, hey, on Saturday, I booked us indoor rock climbing because I know you love it. Like they'll look at you shocked because like they know you don't like it, but whatever, it's two hours, you can do it. And it's just, it's so cool. It's their thing. It makes them feel special. Um, Next, take good care of them when they are sick. Now, obviously, I just went through the extreme of this with Craig being very sick in the hospital and in ICU and ER and, and aftercare and then home after surgery. But I'm talking about more like just when your people are sick with cold or a flu or COVID even. Um, and when they're homesick, I think that this is when we feel our most weak and sad and vulnerable. So to have someone, what do you need? And bring food and show love. And even if you have to do it with an N95 on at a distance, I think that um, there's something very, very bonding and special about taking really good care of somebody, even if they're being a baby. And even if you think they need to toughen up, I think that it just goes so far. What do you need? What would you like for breakfast? How are you feeling? Do you need meds? Um, are you drinking enough water? You want me to put on your favorite show? I just think all those things just make people feel so good when they're kind of at feeling their worst. Another thing that I've been doing more is holding hands because I think it's really Again, the power of physical touch, I think, um, in a romantic relationship, but also with anyone in your family, especially your kids, I think it's just, you know, it's like love. It's like love pulsing through your hands and connecting you. I think it's really cool. Another thing I think is awesome to do is a chore for people you love, like getting gas or picking up a prescription or dry cleaning maybe for your spouse or your sister or something like that. It's just something you wouldn't do normally. But it's like doing a chore for them. I think it's easier for someone that you live with, those kind of examples. Um, But, you know, doing something that takes something off their plate that makes their life a little bit easier, I think is a great way to show love. And again, use the habit triggers. I'm telling you, though, these are the best way. Like I think figure out the ways that you want to show your people how much you love them. Like how can you love your people hard? For me, I kind of thought about each person in my family, my closest circle, and I thought, how can I love this specific person hard? And then I just kind of decide how I'm going to add it into my life, and then it just becomes the new routine. It's not like I do it for two days and then it goes away because I've I've made it so I remember it, and it's just kind of worked into my day. And again, it can be really simple. You could do one thing a day and spread it out. Um, it doesn't have to be feel shouldn't feel like an obligation. Okay, I'm going to go through all the ideas that people sent in pretty quickly because there are so many good ones and I thought it was really interesting all across the board all the different ways that people show their people how much they love them and how they love hard. And it's interesting because I got a lot of messages that messages that say I felt like I was doing this but now that I think about it and now that I listen to this I'm actually not doing it as well as I'd like, and I'm going to do a lot more things. So I thought that was really interesting that right out of the gate, um, I got quite a few messages of people being like, oh, thanks for waking me up. I need to do this more. I want to. All right. Here are ways that people love their people hard. Bring them coffee, phone call, text, say I love you. And that was the number one thing that the people said. Say I love you was all over the board. One-on-one time with each person in the family, date nights, Check in on them on the regular, 
ordering something that will make life easier, like a new to-go cup or key tile, reflecting on the day at bedtime. For example, saying, hey, I saw you were really determined today. Making coffee, tea their special way each day. Buying their favorite snacks or wine. Stop and hug my people even when I'm busy. I love this because I think it's just so easy to get caught up in being busy. Call, text when they're going through a rough time. Offer my time to help. I think this is especially good with your extended family or your outer your your friends that are like family. I think that's everything. I can't tell you how many friends when Craig was in the hospital texted me every day. What can I do? Can I bring you food? Can I watch the kids? And usually it was like, nope, you know, it's, you know, I've, I've got it all kind of, but just that offer to help is everything. Random text when you're thinking of a friend. Lunch notes for kids and husband. Surprise favorite drink or snack. Good night and good morning routines to start and end the day with love and gratitude. Pack healthy snacks for the office. Make them laugh. Hide notes or a card. Listen to your people. Being present when we are all together. Send texts to my teens, wishing them a good day and reminding them I love you. Wellness check texts. That was one of the biggest ones is like checking in. How are you? How are you really? Watch their favorite shows instead of yours. Conversation cards on long trips. Ask questions. I love this. Like sometimes I'll sit down with Craig at at dinner on a date night and I'll just ask him questions that I've never asked him before. And he's kind of like looks at me like I'm cheesy. But like I think that's I think that's a good one. Like ask him questions, things you don't know, even if you've been together for 100 years like we have. Um, Scratch my hubby's back while he brushes his teeth. Be present. Turn off the phone. Cooking healthy food for them. Bake and cook for them. Serve hubby dessert with his nighttime meds in his chair. I try to do one-on-one things that fills their love language, even if it's not the way I normally show love. Randomly send friends a Starbucks gift card. Fold their laundry for them. Make sure they know how I feel on the regular. Always kiss my kids goodnight at every age. Organize husband's supplements. My husband tucks in my sheets at night so I'm extra comfortable. I love it. I love the whole list. I love that last one because it's like those little things, like a quick tuck in, like clearly makes her feel so loved and so happy. She's so comfortable in her bed. Like that's showing love. And that's what life's about. That's why we have our people is because we're there for them and they're there for us and no one knows us better than them, you know, for our flaws and our strengths and everything in between. I just think how lucky are we to have these people that we love and be here and and, and be alive at this time. Um, we want to love them hard. One thing I also am going to mention that I've been pretty good about, and I did two podcast episodes about social media, right? About managing social media and having a healthy relationship with social media and limit limiting social media. But one thing I will tell you is... I will not open up social media in bed at all. Like it is a hard rule for me ever since Craig got home from the hospital. Because when Craig was in the hospital for all those days and I was going to sleep, well, I wasn't alone. Basically all the kids were in my bed because it was a highly emotional time for our house. But when I was going to bed without Craig in the bed, I just thought, God, 
I will, I would do anything to have him here with me in bed. So things feel normal. And I know he's, um, I know he's better and he's on a better path. Like I would just do anything. I would do anything. It was like, so it could feel it in my gut. It was so painful. I just wanted him here, especially in those first few days when he was so unstable in the hospital and it was so scary. I was like, I would just do anything for him to be here, anything. So then once he got home and I was just like, so glad he's home. I'm like, you better believe. And again, I don't think there's anything. I think that social media can bring so much value to our lives. But I think that if we don't set up our own limits for ourselves, it can also take away from what's actually happening in front of us. For me, this was that. I think that sometimes we would both lay in bed, we'll turn on a show, we'll kind of catch up on social media. Again, nothing wrong with it. In fact, like I think it's a great way to catch up with friends or connect with people. You you know, I didn't I didn't talk to, you know, these couple friends this week. What are they doing? What are their kids up to? I think it's great. But what I realized is I was doing that instead of connecting with my husband in bed. So once he came back from the hospital, I am like, there is no chance I am going to numb out on social media when I am laying in bed with you, my special person that I could not be any more grateful that you are still on here on this planet. I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to mindlessly scroll like I sometimes would do and, you know, have TV on mindlessly scroll, then we both fall asleep. Like, No, not to say that we have to have deep conversations about life every night, totally the opposite. It's just more like laughing and hanging out together and chilling out and chatting or even just like watching a show together, but talking about it or, you know, just like laying laying together, holding hands, whatever it is. I just think that um, this for me was a huge wake up. It was a wake up to be like, listen, things you never know what's going to happen every day and not to sound cheesy, but every day is such a gift and to be happy and healthy and at home and together is something I'm so grateful for. And I'm just not going to miss the moments. I'm not going to miss the moments in bed, laying with my husband, holding hands, laying in each other's arms. I'm just not going to, I'm not going to miss it for something else that, you know, is just kind of that I'm just doing out of habit and like a bad habit. So I just, implemented my new ways that I'm going to show my people how I love them hard and um, set up rules. But that's really the only rule that I've set up in my life. And I've just decided. And I think it's important not to set up too many rules because then you forget them and then it's a lot. Like I just tell myself, listen, during the day or if I'm waiting at carpool, fine, catch up with people then. But the minute you have that special time in the evening, relaxing, that's like special time. And I just think that um, – Social media in bed, first of all, can make you go to bed way too late. It makes you zone out from your people. Um, I just think that other times during the day, it's a better use of of time at that that point. So for me, absolutely no social media in bed. I don't bring my laptop to bed anymore um, because I want. I think it's good good for healthier sleep, and I just want to save those special moments that I'm so grateful to have. I think that overall, we all intend to love our people hard. And I hope that this podcast kind of gave you a bunch of different ideas of ways to, well, first, maybe hopefully made you kind of assess how much do I show my people I love them? Am I caught up in the routine? And am I getting frustrated easily and not letting that go? And then I don't actually show them how much I really love them and celebrate them in little ways and make them feel special and support them and Take care of them when they're sick and make sure you plan 
date night so that you have that special time with your special person. And make sure that you're texting and calling the people that you don't live with that you love and checking in with people, checking in on their well-being, how they're feeling. Remember what people are going through. Remember struggles. Um, I have a friend who was dreading going on a work trip and I wrote down in my little book that she leaves this day and I texted her on that morning like, good luck, you know, with hilarious emojis kind of thing. It's like, it's those things. It's like, that. it's how you show the people really how much you love them. You remember the things. Um, I also will write down or remember like if anyone in my life has an important doctor's appointment or maybe a mammogram they're nervous about. I'll always be like, oh, what day is it? Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday morning. Text. Hey, good luck today. You'll do great. I know you might be feeling a little nervous. Like it's going to be so much better than you thought. Those things, those things that don't cost any money and it's just a short amount of time. It's more just like being organized. That's why I love a paper calendar, honestly, because if someone mentions something, I just like, I don't even have to open up anything. Um, I just write it down in my little, in my little paper calendar. And then when I'm kind of planning my week or looking the night before what's going on the next day, I'll see all these tiny little reminders and it just helps me stay connected with my people and make sure my people know just how much I love them deeply. I want to show it in big ways and small ways on the daily and through celebrations. Um, And like I said, I hope this podcast gave you lots of ideas and I think a lot more takeaways to come on um, as I go through this journey of kind of repairing my heart from the trauma and helping Craig um, get healthy and strong again and look towards kind of the future of his health and and future surgeries or whatever is needed. And I think just focus on the positive, the growth and the clarity and different insights and and, um, lessons learned that I've had from talking to really smart people um, through, through all parts of this journey. Thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you so much for the love um, you've shown me and to Craig. I'm so grateful for this community and this platform. Ping me on social media, on Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud, and I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast. For more info about today's episode and all past episodes, head over to howtobeawesomeateverything.com where we break it all down. Tell us what you thought of today's topic on Lindsay's Instagram at Lindsay's Cloud. Until next time, go out and be awesome because that's exactly what you are.